This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris well, we're back. Yes, I took a few days off. No, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I really didn't feel like talking. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the election. Maybe it was the coming off the COVID. Three weeks after COVID, I'm still coughing and hacking. Can you believe that? It's crazy. They say that the hospital's here overrun again. Everybody's sick. My daughter was home from school on Friday. I felt uh, fine, I guess. Uh, you know, my nutrition I have dialed in pretty well right now taking my vitamins, my zinc, my C. I mean, for the love of God, I don't know what else to do. What are you going to do? But anyway, it it was good for me to get a little time off, a little time to refocus a little bit. What was I doing? Well, I was back walking on the trail. Just went out for a a nice hike uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nothing too heavy. You know, I I was in this little uh, car accident a couple of weeks ago. It's got my back a little tight chiropractor's been hooking me up, but I wasn't able to go last week because of some scheduling conflicts. So the next best thing to do is get out and get a little fresh air and walk. Now, why do I mention all these things? Well, I think you're going to find that the key to living a healthy life and feeling good really goes back to some very basic things that you have complete control over. Many, many ailments, diseases, whatever you want to call it, that people have really been able to bring a lot of relief through taking care of themselves in a better fashion. Now, you don't want to talk about natural remedies because, you know, that upsets the pharmaceutical industry and we get further shadow banned for that kind of thing. So I'm not going to talk about any of that. Um, But I can tell you for myself that most of the issues that I've had to deal with, I have been able to find solutions that did not involve surgery and medications. So, you know, my back is a great example. My back's pretty beat up. I go to the chiropractor every week. I stretch almost every day. I work hard to take care of my back. Taking a few shots, this is what you have to do. But either way, even if you're not dealing with any of that, if you want to feel your best, if you want to be your best mentally, the key to that is drinking enough water, eating correctly, which you have to find what works best for you. And I'll just mention a couple of things on that front real quick. Um that, you know, sometimes I'll have a little fruit in the morning, for example. An apple with peanut butter works really well. Uh, I have my green smoothie, which is by far my favorite way to start the day. Uh, Just spinach and banana in there, churned up in a blender. And I think that, uh, you know, lately I haven't been in the vegetable mood. And there's something about raw vegetables that are just insanely good for you. I think I'm going to do more of the juicing with that. That's another thing. you just you got to find ways to eat the things that you know you should be eating, even if you don't feel like eating them. How do you do that? You got to find ways to make it taste. And, you know, the, the, you know, like I said, I just lately, I'm not, I love raw broccoli. I've eaten raw broccoli and hummus for years. And lately I just haven't had a taste for it. Maybe it's the COVID ruining my taste buds. I don't know. Anyway, it was a good time getting some fresh air, getting hydrated, getting some walking in, eating good. And uh, I think it's paid off for me. So then, uh, Saturday night, we had a big bonfire out back, and it was just me and my daughter. My wife came out for a little bit, 
and uh, I put, you know, I, maybe you've heard me talk about I had these big logs. I didn't split the stuff down because we're having bonfires. Right? I don't want to split it. I got this pin oak. I was wailing on this pin oak with a sledgehammer. This stuff is, is tougher than concrete. It's amazing. It really is. Uh, it burns forever, too. It's really an incredible wood, the density of it, the strength of it, the weight of it. Brutal. Anyway, we had a big bonfire, big logs. Started getting cold. I wrapped up in the in the wool blanket. There's another little tip for you, by the way. Get a stock of wool blankets. Best uh, best way to keep warm. But anyway, we had a nice time. Well, as I had hoped, despite a little bit of rain that came through Saturday night, a little sprinkling. But as I suspected, the fire was still kicking on Sunday morning. Went out there, threw some cardboard down, threw a couple of logs on, and boom, back in action. Coffee. By the fire on Sunday morning. That's the way to do it. It was just fantastic. So, with that as the backdrop, let's move into the topics of the day, shall we? I titled this podcast Agape Love. Not agape, agape, right? Some people maybe think it says agape, agapey. No, it's agape. It's a Greek word. It's a Greek word for love. And that word used in the Bible refers to God's pure love, a sacrificial love, which has the, the uh, success, if you will, the, 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 the good of the other person as first and foremost, as being the, the, the highest importance. And I haven't talked about it in a while. You know, it's not you know, agape love. It's not something that you, you hear come up a lot. You're certainly not going to hear it in our news media. They probably mock it and laugh at it, right? Probably make some kind of joke about it. Um, but this this sincere love, this uh, unselfish um, love, does that exist at all? Well, it, to me, the, the best picture I could paint of that is with my children. Absolutely, I would say that my my love for my children is agape love. I've had to do tough things. I've had to make tough decisions. Uh, but I feel that, you know, in my heart, it's always been with the best interest of my children. And I don't see that everybody does that. The same for our country. You know, when you see people acting in certain ways, saying certain things and doing certain things, you know, is it really the best interest of the country or is it just their own interest? I feel that that love for our country, although it's waning a little bit, I have to be honest with you. I guess it is conditional with the country. I'm not I'm not blood related to, to everybody. But it is our land, it is our country. We've got to take care of it. So I still do feel that that sense of love of this country, certainly for my children, uh, for my legacy. Absolutely, it's important to me as I get older. I don't know about you. I'm at that pay, I'm at that point in my life now where I I you know, I'll be out driving or something like that or walking. I was out walking on the trail it popped in my head. What have I accomplished? What am I leaving behind? Just seems so insignificant, does it? Uh, a guy here recently, the reason it popped in my head, a guy here, uh, Bob Toll. Have you ever heard of the home building company? Toll Brothers are a nationally known company. They build like these McMansions. They've made a, made a mint doing it too. Now they're getting into rentals and car dealerships, and the Toll Brothers are big in this area. Well, their uh, their world headquarters is right around the the corner from us. My father actually worked there when I was a kid, and I actually know the Toll Brothers. I knew them before the company went public. 
Well, anyway, Bob Toll recently died. He's a bit of an icon in the home building business here. And um, I don't know if that's completely true. It's a bit of a schmendrick, if you ask me. Not really. I don't have anything bad to say about the guy. Uh, but the way they do business is, uh, I don't know, very tough, you could say. But anyway, he died. And I thought even though somebody with him with that kind of name print, Toll, Reedman, Toll, Ford, and Toll Brothers, um, and Toll Properties, and, and all these different subsidiaries in this you know, giant corporation that they've built around real estate. It's really unbelievable when you think about it. But yet the guy dies, and nobody's talking. There was a little bit of chatter that day, but nobody even really seemed to care. Here's a guy probably worth hundreds of millions of dollars, I'm guessing. And he dies, and uh, you know he's got a, a wing down at the hospital. That'll last a while, the toll wing at Abington Hospital, I believe. Uh, many other places where, they, where they've you know committed money and helped with different things. Lots of influence. But uh, what is the legacy there, really, that he's left? I'm not sure that it's a great legacy. I don't know. I don't know that it's the legacy that I would want. But here's the other thing that I wanted to mention about agape love, if I'm making any sense to you. Uh, I don't believe that everybody's capable of it. This caught my attention recently. Uh, I happened to see a woman with her children. I just got this sense that she didn't love the children. And as I was thinking, I said, I see more and more people like this. You hear the stories. The children are a bother. They're a, they're a, you know, they get in the way. Got other things to do. Dragging them along for the ride. No time for it. Not investing anything in their children. You wonder how these kids have a chance, for God's sake. You know, some of these people that are that are uh, you know, mentally ill, borderline mentally ill, they're having children. And you, see, you know, I, and I don't know the answer to all this, by the way, but it's, it's an issue. You see, the parents are mentally ill. And what is that having impact on the children? Big impact. You don't think for a second that, that, that our own little... Uh, Mental health issues, personality conflicts or whatever don't have a big impact on our children. They do. I don't know if people realize that. But I, I see people walking around. I look in their eyes. I see no soul. In some cases, not everybody. Makes me wonder. This is where the lizard people, uh, the, you know, theories come from. <laughs> the lizard people among us. Have you looked into that theory at all? This is like, you know, radical conspiracy theory stuff. That there's that lizard people, aliens living among us. Kamala Harris is probably one of them. I mean, look, it's it's really a plausible story. I mean, I really don't know the details of it. It's not like I'm going to check. It's not like I'm going to do a biology exam on the on the vice president. But you know, based on our behaviors, it certainly seems to be a plausible explanation. Plausible explanation for a lot of things, really. Let's talk about this election mess, shall we? Isn't that what's really on everybody's mind? Maybe, maybe not. What a disaster. What a disaster. Initially, when the results came in, uh, and, I, and I, I gave a report on this last week, and I, I still agree with uh, what I said last week, but now, as I look at this, there are indications that there, there's problems in this election. Again. Again. Can't seem to get these counts on these elections you know, weeks after the fact. It's been, it'll be coming up on a week. Why is that? Why? Well, it's complicated. Well, let's simplify it then. 
You know, this is a real problem that that they think that there's endless counting and one day this person's up and then it's that person. Oh, and it's always a Democrat that ends up winning at the end. Well, because they do a lot more mail-in voting and the votes trickle in after the fact and the whole thing seems very illegitimate. Now, I'm going to tell you that this is all done purposely whether by design or or by the fact that, that that these people can't agree that they just fight on everything but the politicians and the and the media they make out great with this the media loves it right just in new update just in new update the next day just in new update oh oh republicans poised to win no democrats sweep but again it's like it's like watching the NHL it's like watching the Stanley Cup playoffs here comes a shot for the goal oh a shot and a miss and Republicans back up two to one. It's it's become a team sport. It's become nuts. I believe that they, I know, not I believe they've they've done it purposely. They've crafted these these laws that were signed into law through Republican legislatures. Don't let them fool you. They want to act like this just popped up. This, for example, was a big question that I had with Doug Mastriano, and you couldn't even ask this question during the election. Maybe now with the election over, maybe we'll get an answer to it. We never even got to really test Mastriano, and that's not good. Look at what happened. If you had had a candidate that was tested and vetted and had some time in the public, you would know, but we never get that opportunity to do that. They already knew on the Democrat side who their boy was. It was Shapiro, just because he's got the D. He was the D, and there was no question about that. That's not good either. Not good at all. Shouldn't really be allowed to go on like that. Listen to this uh, comment here. The radical, the redheaded libertarian posted on Twitter. I'm thinking about going back on Twitter. Anybody go on uh, on Twitter? It just seems so exciting right now. Anyway, uh, the redheaded libertarian posted, congratulations to the Senate Democrats for suddenly pulling ahead and winning surprise victories by the perfect margins four days after polls close in the dead of night, only in states with mail-in voting, for the second time in a row. We've never seen anything like it in 244 years. Here's another post. Uh, The fact that Arizona has the guts to do this again while everybody's watching is only because it went unpunished the first time around. So, you know, is the election legitimate or not? Well, you know that it's not run by the same people in the same way in these different states. So I can only talk about what I know, and I don't know what's going on in Arizona. Maybe somebody there can tell me. Here in Pennsylvania, they did work to <clears throat> get a lot of things cleaned up within this, this horrific law. I think it was uh, Pennsylvania Act 77, and I read it. And let me just tell you, it's an unenforceable, impossible-to-understand law. And... That's where the core of the problem lies. It is purposely confusing. Massive changes uh, to voter law. Here, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that Election Day has to be one day on Election Day. And all those ballots have to be received and counted on Election Day. Here, they were able to get the count out quickly. Now, some people would say, well, they did the, they did the mail dumps early. I, I, that's nice, and it certainly seems plausible when you look at the charts, but it's also perfectly explainable. Just hear me out a second. I'm not trying to make the argument one way or the other. 
I talked to a buddy of mine who does the mail-in voting thing, and probably for legitimate reasons. He really can't be out in, in public the way some people can. So I think he probably could, but whatever. He's got his he's got his legitimate medical rationale. So uh, he says that when they applied for their mail-in ballot, he received back a ballot and envelope that were both barcoded that he had to write the date on. Like it was pretty specific what he had to do. He said once they mailed their ballot in, they got an email confirming that it was received. So with all of that, tell me how it isn't secure. I don't know. I don't know. What evidence? What don't I don't want to hear the theories. Uh, I want to see evidence, hard evidence. Now, you say, you know, they have this evidence of the mules and the whatnot from the last election. What was that all about? And this is part of the problem. The Democrats, oh, it's just a crazy conspiracy. Why don't you explain to us why these ballots keep popping up in the middle of the night? Why has this gotten so complicated? It's been made purposely confusing. But either way, whatever you want to say, if this was this a legitimate win, that, that it's true that by, by opening up voting to, to more people, by making it more accessible, more convenient, I don't know. Some people probably just have a phobia about going in there. You know, it's kind of weird going in to vote for some people. They got to go in there and you got to sign in and, you know, it's all official and you got to be around people. And, you know, if you're a super introvert Antifa type, you don't like that. I like that uh, there's boisterous MAGA, MAGA, MAGA nut jobs, right? The, the Antifa crowd, they're just a little, little more low key, generally speaking. Whatever you want to blame it on, whatever you want to say. I mean, at this point, at least here in Pennsylvania, somehow they produced a lot more Democrat ballots than Republican ballots. And there's no hard evidence to prove anything fraudulent went on. I haven't seen anything. Now, Doug Mastriano hasn't conceded. Maybe there's questions. But if they don't know at this point, if we haven't heard it, I know so many people that were watching the drop boxes. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, 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 you know, election monitors, supervisors, so many people in Pennsylvania. Right? And they were saying, oh, they're, they're uh, uh, intimidating us now. You can't, even watch, you can't even watch a liberal vote. It's illegal to do that. They don't like that. Don't watch me vote. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand that. But anyway, what do you say about all that? I mean, every indication right now seems to point to the fact that there seems to be a lot more Democrats in this country than we, than we were given credit for. Now, you've got an added problem here, and this is where I keep going back to um, this in-kind contributions by the media has to be put a stop to it. Yes, the voting craziness, but you have a situation where the media, even now, I mean, you would think that the Republican Party has just become this shriveled up, right? They've created this fake Trump argument that it's all Trump's fault and as long as he's around— it's a problem. Look, they're gonna they're gonna work together to squeeze out any of the Republicans that don't go along with what they want, and they're just gonna squeeze out the other voice. And at this point, by hook or by crook, we got a serious problem. We got a serious serious problem. People are gonna see firsthand uh, what somebody like Josh Shapiro and John Fetterman the damage that they're gonna do to this country. We'll see. We will see. Pennsylvania has been struggling as a state. The city of Chester, I see, is filing for bankruptcy. 
down just below Philadelphia. It's a human wasteland. This will be the first good test of good old Governor Shapiro to see if the state's going to go down there and bail out the city of Chester. Right? It's, you're not allowed to say this, but it, it's, all, it's all black down there, poor black people living uh, in projects mostly. That's the demographic down there. And the whole city has just been raided and laid to waste. It really has because nobody cares. There's nobody in the community to do it. The people outside of the community, they just, they just, they, you know what, they, you know what the, the thought process is? It's not racist. It's just, the, I, I've seen it firsthand. Let the animals destroy themselves. That's the attitude. That's the attitude of the Democrat leaders down there. This is where the agape love comes into play. I, I don't, it's not within me to write off any human being. Everybody deserves a chance, and we all uh, have an obligation to, to do what we can to make this a better world, a better place, and leave a better legacy. And the city of Chester is not it. And you probably have your own city of Chester going on in your state, I would imagine. So we'll see. We'll see. But this election thing, I mean, what do you do at this point? You say they're not going to, you know, they're not going to roll back the, the mail-in voting in Pennsylvania. I can guarantee you that. That's not going away. That's, that's here to stay right now. They, people here love it. They love it. All the Democrats are doing it. Well, you know, why should I go down there? It's an interesting phenomenon, really. It's almost like you've got two separate elections going on. And the fact that you've got half the country saying, you know, this just seems really shady when you don't have a, a vote count for, for weeks after the fact. And they just don't care. They just don't care. You know, there was a, there was a, a, a basic fundamental in this country that individual rights mattered and that as an individual citizen that we had a right to a secure election now you've got so many people hey this this doesn't seem right oh shut up you conspiracy no it's not conspiracy i'm saying to you i don't trust the outcome of the election because like one day you've counted this and then the next day there's this unexpected ballot how can there be these unexpected all the time coming up with the elections all the time i don't understand Tell me I'm a stupid conspiracy theorist. What do you mean? How do you ignore this? Oh, this is normal. It wasn't normal 20 years ago. How is it that we went from, from paper ballots, we're supposed to use technology and machines, that we're going to count them faster and more accurately? Has that worked? Is that what we've gotten out of this? I don't know. So in case you're, you're, you're wondering, now you say, well, maybe the problem's of a different nature. We want to blame the media because they, you know, they, they, they have so heavily stacked the deck against anything conservative that you've got basically a liberal, completely liberal media. Fox News, you're going to call Fox fair and balanced? I don't think so. Just look at the news, what they keep putting out there. What does it tell you? Not enough people want conservative news? Or are they just making a, a, a bona fide effort to squeeze it out? Look at talk radio, how it's being, being squeezed out. No conser- bar- barely any conservative talk radio. Who, for example, is, is replacing Rush Limbaugh? There is no voice out there right now that's even remotely close to bringing what Rush Limbaugh brought. You realize that? Maybe it'll come down the road. I don't want to dwell on that. But let me just say this. In terms of people being fooled, and the ability to manipulate the electorate, have you heard of what's happened in Montana? Montana, the big red state of Montana, voted to allow 
for what's being reported as uh, infant inside, infant, 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 I can't say it, my tongue's tied, killing babies that were born alive. So the story is that, that there was a referendum vote, I guess, that uh, babies that were, were uh, you know, gone through an abortion procedure but lived, that I guess it's practice to just let them die. And uh, they wanted to pass a law that, that they would be required to give medical care to those babies if they were born alone. The voters voted against it. And I hear this kind of thing. And, by the way, Planned Parenthood was out pushing uh, to allow this to take place. And I have a couple thoughts on this. I mean, first of all, is this really a question suitable for a referendum vote? Now, I say that, I make that statement kind of out of both sides of my mouth, which, you know, I don't like that. But on one hand, you think, well, the people should decide. And that's kind of the Democrat way of looking at things. Hey, this is what this is what's popular. It's popular to do drugs. It's popular to kill babies. Whatever's popular, the politicians are going to go along with. And it's kind of, I could go on and on about that phenomenon in and of itself. But in this case, is this really a question for the average citizen that's got to sit there and figure this out? I'm like, well, gee, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, give me some more information. I mean, I'm not a doctor. Who should be deciding that exactly? Should the government be involved at all? Yes, because it's a, you know, it's a life or death issue, and, and we've, we've said that the state has to get involved in these things. I don't know. It's pretty phenomenal. It seems really egregious. You wonder how does it even happen? Like the people of Montana were just duped into voting for that. Why was it even put in front of them anyway? And I see lots of this duping going on. Uh, the duping with the free college, uh, the, the, the loan forgiveness. I talked about this. I went and looked at the site where you could, uh, uh, Biden admits telling people, oh, sign up now, get, get on the list because uh, it's going to break. We're going to get some money out there. And to sign up for this list, you didn't even have to, um, all you had to put was, like, is your name and your email. You didn't have to verify that you actually even had any college loans. So what were they really doing? They were fishing. It was a fi- look at the, they made out golden on that politically. Biden comes out and says loan forgiveness. Uses that to to uh, get leverage in the election, and then it gets overturned by the court. Nah, because the dirty Republicans won't allow it. This is why we got to get these mega Repu- these radical mega Republicans out. So we can get you the help you need with your college loans. Fascinating. Really fascinating, right? So people being duped. The people of Montana just voted to kill live babies, probably didn't even know they were doing it. Why? Well, here's another little problem. If it's not enough that the politicians lie, if it's not enough that the media helps them, and that they have this whole cooperative machine, uh, the funding for it, comes from it just seems to be coming out of thin air listen to this the united arab emirates spent 154 million dollars on lobbyists since 2016 154 million dollars in six years what is that Uh, about 25 million a year 25 million dollars a year much of the money donated to american colleges and think tanks and many of those institutions produced policy papers 
with recommendations that are what? Favorable to United Arab Emirate interests. Go figure. Get out of town. You see, that's how it works, right? Pfizer comes down to whatever university. They say, hey, we want to we're gonna, we're gonna, we do some research. Will you help us? We'll pay for it. We'll write you a check for a million dollars for the new wing of the college. You can call it the Pfizer Plus wing. Pfizer plus a, plus a booster. We'll call it the booster wing. And so Pfizer pumps all this money in. And then guess what happens? You're not going to believe this. Everything that they, they research comes out favorable to Pfizer. Amazing, really, right? Amazing what money will buy. Well, you're not going to spend all that money and say, well, we've concluded that the Pfizer vaccines are terrible and killing people. No, no, we can't have that. Election mess, bottom line. All the media, the corrupt media, uh, the outside. You got, you got foreign countries pushing that kind of money into our elections. And then why does anybody ask what kind of money we're pushing into other countries' elections? Can you imagine? Can you imagine the little network that this is even allowed to go on? Now, who knows where this money came from, this United Arab, you know, whether it was government money or corporate money or whatever. Can, can Exxon Mobil, can they go invest in elections in, in Africa so they can drill for oil there? It happens. Certainly happens. Sometimes good, sometimes not, right? So the question is, I mentioned this, you know, with, with what's happening in this election, whether it's by hook or by crook or, you know, there's just now we're outnumbered with uh, liberal, liberal crazies. I saw... Um, uh, a video clip of a liberal commentator. I'm not going to mention their name. It's funny. They wanted to come on this podcast one time. Um, anyway, they were, uh, you, have you heard uh, um, Michael Savage, uh, liberalism is a mental disorder? And now that the liberals are taking that, that the, the uh, conservatism is a mental disorder. And they, they, they would go out to these... Uh, MAGA rallies, these Trump rallies, and they would grab a few people that they could get to say loony stuff. And so they're interviewing people that are saying, yeah, I I think that Trump's actually running the country. This was a great trap by the commentator. And and this was running around in certain Q circles. This wasn't a Q thing. This was put out there by some so-called Q people, which were never elected to their positions, never selected, never vetted. These are just people that started talking about Q, and then suddenly that became Q. And then when the liberal media wants to talk about it, they go find the craziest, looniest thing that somebody said that mentioned Q in it, and they say, see, these Q people are kind of kooky. And the fact of the matter is that there's a few of them running around. I had a friend of mine, after the election, he went, he's like, not to worry. He calls me. I kid you not. Not to worry. Not to worry. Trump's in charge. He's got the, the, the military is under his control. And this whole Biden thing is just a, a fairy tale that they're allowing to go on for a little while. And I'm listening to all this. Now, this is, you know, a year ago now or whatever. And I'm like, okay, it's uh, it's a you know, ooh, look, remember remember the whole fake White House thing or by, and it was all very plausible, right? They started showing he's not he's not the president at all. Trump's still running things. So this this commentator says, well, <clears throat> if that's the case, and this woman still believes this two years later, that Trump's going to pop out of the cake and and you know, oh, it's all just a joke. Well, when, when you have people, you know, saying these things there, you know, publicly, yeah, I, I think Trump's, 
I mean, it, it, it to say that it sounds out there, it, it's crazy. And, and what would you gain from it? But the commentator says, well, if Trump's really the one running things, well, then isn't Trump re- responsible for this inflation? And the woman did not. Well, well, no, 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 he's not responsible for that. Oh, 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 oh. Now, this is a funny phenomenon to me, too. And I know a lot of you sitting here listening to this are going to get all ramped up by me saying this. I'll ask it as a question. You explain to me how the trillions of dollars in COVID relief, which were wildly corrupt, wildly wasteful, which gets completely skipped. Not even the liberal media beats Trump over that stuff. They didn't complain about it one bit because he was going along with their program. He fell for it. He fell for it. That surge of money that went in during Trump and he kept interest rates artificially low, pressuring on the Fed, that didn't contribute to inflation? No. Suddenly, Biden's in office for three months. Look what he's done. (laughs) What? (laughs) I I don't give him that kind of credit. Absolutely the spending that went on in the COVID response. But we can't criticize Trump because the alternative is so horrible. So where are we headed? That's the big question. What do you do? I'm hoping that maybe we'll talk more about this because I've been through a few economic cycles in my life. And the fact of the matter is, even now, we're trudging along just fine. You know, I was looking at a couple of things last week, and I'm like, you know what? I saw this coming. We prepared for it. And, um, you know. We're, we're holding on fine. Now, I think we're going to take a hit here at some point. We're talking about some big problems uh, coming up this winter. We'll see. Um, I don't know what points to that. I don't, I don't see a lot of evidence pointing to that either. It sounds plausible on some fronts. But I don't think that oil and energy and paper towels are our big problem. I really don't. I don't think that's the big concern. There was an article here posted from, uh, I don't know what, it was old though. Ah, 1954. What was printed in 1954 as a possible diabolic nightmare has becoming an emerging reality. I hope that Americans will reunite enough to pen a good a good finish. So, uh, I am a student of law whose age is 85. My first year of college was 68 years ago. One class I took was a political science. A half page of my textbook essentially outlined a few steps to overturn democracy. Number one, divide the nation philosophically. Number two, create racial strife, cause distrust of police, swarm the nation's borders, engender the military strength to weaken it, uh, overburden citizens with unfair taxation, encourage civil rioting, and discourage accountability for all crime, control the balloting, control the media. The big thing that this all starts with and, li- and relies on is the very first item. Divide the nation philosophically. Ferment racial strife. Cause distrust with the police. So they causing division, right? Even the teaching. Look what's happening in the schools. You know, you get all this finger. Ah, they're going to call my son a girl. My hell they are without my permission. No. Meanwhile... The teachers are sitting there like, it's your goofy kid showing up dressed like a girl. You don't even know what's going on. And now you're pointing the finger at me. What do you want me to do about it? What do you want to teach you to do in that situation? Very, very effective at creating a huge fight. Right? One little issue. 
My son feels a little feminine. He wants to use the girl's bathroom. <laughs> what what could go wrong? I think that these pressures always exist, by the way. I think it's kind of a natural order, and that's where uh, that basic discipline, not just personally, but uh, societally, societally, as on a societal level, my tongue's a little tied today. I'm still having a little, <clears throat> a little trouble. I don't know if you can hear me. Uh, my nose is running. I got uh, this this cough going still. Three weeks in from that COVID thing, man. So I got vaccinated. What do you think? It was the vaccine or the, uh, you know, that's another funny thing going around. This uh, I saw Dr. Mercola that these uh, side effects of the vaccine, huge, they're saying. Uh, I don't know, a bunch of, you know, my daughter's not vaccinated, but most of her classmates were. And I'm not aware of any problems. We haven't heard anything. I don't, you know, it's not a big sampling. But I, I don't see the evidence to support some of those claims either. I'm not saying that there aren't problems. <clears throat> I'm still not getting her vaccinated. I'm just saying I don't know if it is uh, what maybe we're being. I don't know. I really, and that's part of the problem. That you don't know. And so what do you do? I'm like, I'm not taking that. I can tell you that. Russia spent $100,000 on Facebook ads in 2016, and it was the biggest scandal ever. George Soros spent $126 million to elect Democrats in 2022, and we're not allowed to talk about it. $126 million from Soros, $150 million from United Arab Emirates, Facebook, running ads, scamming. Uh, how does the little person get a voice in this equation? Can you tell me? Here's a photo here of New York City in 1900. Looks beautiful, bustling city, modern city for its day. 13 years before the federal income tax. Sure does look like a civilized society. How in the hell did those roads get there? Hmm. Interesting, right? The states took care of it. John Nance, rediscovering republicanism. It really is the future of this country that uh, uh, returning to states' rights and creating that competitive environment, it would be so much better for the country as a whole. Stop the federal, repeal repeal the income tax. I feel strongly about it. I think you need property tax reform as well, uh, but shift that money back to the states and the communities. You'd be amazed at what would happen. If you could imagine for a second, you know, I've said this before, and the numbers have probably changed, but the, the uh, tax burden uh, for this country, all taxes total, $18,000 per year for every man, woman, and child in the country. So if you've got a family of three, that's fifty grand a year in tax obligation. You say, well, I don't pay that much. Well, we do. We pay a lot more than that. We add up all of our taxes. We're spending way more than $50,000 a year in taxes. $50,000 a year in taxes. It is by far our biggest expense beyond our mortgage, beyond our heating, even with oil going through the roof. Any of that. It's the huge tax burden. Add inflation to that, and you really have to wonder. You really have to wonder. Uh, but so what's the point, really? Well, if you took that, that $18,000, half of it goes to the federal government. So the state and local governments are left to have the other half. So let's just say your town has a budget of $50 million, but there's $100 million in revenue. You could fix everything. You could fix every pothole. Everything would be fantastic. 
But they say, no, half of it's got to go to the federal government. People would look at it a lot differently, wouldn't they? But what are they doing? They keep dividing us to conquer us, and it's working very effectively. It's an age-old tactic to tear down anything. If you can create that purposeful chaos and confusion, it divides people. It's very destructive, and it's what happened to us. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.